Hiya, this is Ted Key, original bass player and songwriter for the House Martins. What a good place to be. Don't believe it. And you're listening to the New Wave Podcast. Welcome back to the latest episode of the New Wave Music Podcast. I am T-Bone. And I am Steve. And to our listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast and want to support us, how about buying us a cup of coffee? You can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash newwavemusic, and you can find the link for it in our episode description. And Steve, uh, speaking of that, I'd like to also uh, thank our listeners in New York, New York, a city so nice they had to name it twice. Uh, We really appreciate you guys listening to us back east. We do, but T-Bone, let's go ahead and kick off this episode. All right. Well, we are going to start off with the latest from The Pretenders. Uh, You will no doubt remember their big hits, Brass in Pocket. Middle of the road. Come on, baby. Get in the road. Come on now. In the middle of the road, yeah. And precious. He skipped the fifth and Euclid Avenue. Was real. Precious. Hotel still in coming into view. How? It's a pity that you bruise my hip, cause I'm precious. Now, this album is called Hate for Sale. It came out in 2020. Uh, It's their 11th studio album. And and Steve, this is their first since 2016's Alone, uh, which was basically just Chrissy Hine with some other musicians, but no pretender members. This one has Chrissy Hine on vocals, guitar, and harmonica, and Martin Chambers on drums. Now, those two are the only original members. Um, Some of the other original members, unfortunately, died of, of drug issues. But we also have on this when James Walborn on guitars and keyboards and Nick Wilkinson on bass. So let's jump into the album, T-Bone. It opens with, with the title track, Hate for Sale. Hate for sale, hate for sale. He won't get hung and go to jail. He's got a curly tongue and curly tail. But mostly he has hate for sale. The opening of this track, T-Bone, for a moment, I thought I was listening to The Alarm with the rock and guitars and the harmonica, but then the unmistakable vocals of Chrissy Hine takes over and launches into the song that actually I really liked. Um, This was a great way to open the album and pique my interest further into this album. Yeah, you know, Steve, doing a little bit of research on this, I actually found that this song is the pretender's tribute to the band The Damned. I love the way this song opens, not only with that live sound, But for the harmonica, like you mentioned, that plays a big part, not only on this song, but a good chunk of the album. Uh, This song is only two and a half minutes long. It's an easy listen, and I I think entirely too short. Uh, And I do love the line, handmade suits and shoes and socks. Oh, his breath could stop the clocks. Great song. And let's move into track number two, The Buzz. You know you gotta get Get no relief. You 
This one does sound to me more like a traditional Pretenders track. Wow, this is another track that I actually really enjoyed. I like how the guitars accompany Chrissy's vocals. To me, were just perfect. I think what worked so well was the melody throughout the song as well. That kind of pulled me into it. Yeah, this is actually the first single off of the album. It has that classic guitar work from the Pretenders. Uh, Really, it's no wonder uh, why this was the first single, because it does have that sound that the Pretenders are so well known for. Uh, It's not the most energetic song on the album, but the overall sound is spot on, especially those guitars. Uh, This one, I think, really sounds like it could have come straight off of 1984's Learning to Crawl. It's actually... No doubt. It sounds pretty much like it's more like a comfort track. Of the oh, there's no question. Yeah, it's actually my favorite. Well, one of my favorite songs on this album. And that takes us up to the third track, Lightning Man. This one is a total change of pace on this track. They make use of a Caribbean reggae sound very effectively. As a matter of fact, Steve, this song, let's just say, kind of borrows the sound and style of a Clash track. But for the life of me, I cannot remember the title right now. It just made it just seems so clear when I first heard it. Still, let's let's say it's not it's far from plagiarism. It's much more like a tribute. And even one thing I really liked about uh, on this album is how each track kind of has its unique or own sound. This one kind of gets that, like you said, that reggae vibe going. I wouldn't say it's quite an album highlight for me, but it's a very enjoyable track. And again, you get some strong musicianship accompanying Chrissy's strong vocals. And that's interesting about The Clash. I didn't even put that together till now, but I can kind of hear that as kind of maybe a influenced by or- right exactly yeah like i say i cannot think of the clash track that it reminds me of but it does have a little bit of sonically similar tone to it and that leads us up to the fourth track turf accountant daddy well she don't know that can be known a daddy he keeps his profile low turf accountant daddy Now, Steve, this was actually the third single from the album, and on this one, we return to a little bit more familiar territory. It's an unusual, maybe silly title, but this is really a rocking song. Guitar, bass, and drums all come together wonderfully. Late in the song, there's an interesting, cool, and kind of short keyboard line. It's not really a significant part of the song, but it's a nice touch. Yeah, this track definitely kicks the rock tempo back up. This track to me, though, T-Bone, just kind of felt average. It does feature some great percussions, some solid guitar work. And as always, Chrissy's vocals are strong as ever. Like you said, a lot of these songs could sound like they were back from the early 80s of The Pretenders. But compared to the first three tracks, I kind of just found this one average. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you on that. And that takes us to track number five, You Can't Hurt a Fool. You can't hurt a fool, don't even try. slow down with this ballad this track i'll say chrissy's vocals really get a shine it's been the pretenders have been going around for at least 40 years and her voice still sounds amazing t-bone i'm kind of surprised about how much i really actually enjoyed this song i would say it's it's a not one of my top favorites of the track but it's up there 
Well, it's funny you'd say that because it actually is probably my favorite song on this album. It is a stunningly beautiful ballad, very soulful with some, with, you mentioned Christy, Christy Hines' vocals. I think it's some of the best that she's ever done. Oh, yeah. And her, I'm just surprised how well they have held up. Oh, absolutely. This song holds its own, I think, uh, with any from the best of this band. The guitar work is stunning. It's nothing flashy, which I think would maybe ruin the song. It's just played perfectly. And I and I love the line, you can't hurt a fool, well, don't even try, because genuine fools don't play by the rules. And that leads us up to the sixth track, I Didn't Know When to Stop. Kept going back. So, Steve, it's going to be hard to follow up on that previous song, but this one basically holds its own. It has a fantastic harmonica outburst, which is a plus, and the bass, which makes a strong presence, is great. It's another short song, which, you know, maybe for the best, it's a good one, but to go on too long may have been a bad idea. And with this song, the guitar riff is kind of what leads and guides you throughout this song I found to be infectious. You also get some great harmonica work, as you talked about, that blends so well into the rest of this song. The lyrics are maybe a little bit average, but Chrissy is able to make her vocals shine again. And then let's move on to track number seven, Maybe Love is in New York City. Right off the start, you get a solid mix of guitars, percussions, vocals. This is one of the album highlights for me, T-Bone. The way Chrissy's vocals can blend so well with the guitars and the percussions made this track one that I want to revisit again and again. Isn't this strange? Because I felt just the opposite. Great instrumentation just didn't help this song for me from being one of the duds on the album. I just found the song way too generic. Chrissy's vocals, you mentioned them, are the real focus of this track. But sadly for me, it just was not enough. Let's see if we agree on track number eight, Junkie Walk. When you walk, when you walk the junkie walk, like you talk, like you talk, like you talk the junkie talk. Here's the list, you can lie, look your mother in the eye, steal a purse and what's worse, every junkie has to die. See them on the avenue. From the funky guitar to the percussion beats to how Chrissy's vocals will lead you on this song, it works so well. This is the track T-Bone that got stuck in my head for days. It was the album highlight for me. This one, the melody and the vocals might not be as tight as the prior songs, but the lyrics elevate the song to one that you'll be humming along or singing along to for days. Well, see, and, and, you know, I I know where you're coming from on this, but I think we're going to probably disagree again. The very first thing I thought about this track um, after listening to it a number of times, it didn't seem much more than like a novelty song. There's there's a lot going on in this track, but in the long run, it doesn't seem to work as well as a whole. I will say that it does have uh, a strong beat along with some great throbbing guitars and Chrissy's uh, vocals. uh, She does use those to great effect. It's just an odd song and maybe that's to its benefit, but for me, it didn't quite work as well as it did for you. And that leads us up to the ninth track. Another one of my favorites on the album. Didn't want to be lonely.
wanna be as so for me, at least, things improved greatly on this song. It has a great classic 50s rock pace to it and features some fine guitar work. Probably the highlight, though, for me is the clapping drum beat that drives this song forward in just the right way. I like everything going on here. It all works. I think it's just one of the best songs on the album. T-Bone, it's funny how you mentioned that clapping beat. That's the first thing on my notes. Mm. So I really enjoyed that clapping beat or the percussions to accompany this song. It does give you kind of that classic rock for the 50s, early 60s. The highlight is definitely the strong guitar work, and Chrissy's vocals, again, really shine throughout this. And I would have to say the length of the song also is perfect. It's just the right amount for this right. song. Absolutely. So that leads us up to the final track on the album, the 10th, Crying in Public. When a woman's distressed, you best look away. If she's crying in public, crying in public. And we finish things off here uh, with another ballad. It's a very stirring song about the pain women feel. Uh, it has outstanding piano work along with strings that are the focal point of the instruments. And Steve, listening to this song, you may just want to bring out your tissues. I do agree. This is actually another highlight on there. The, the keyboards opening this ballad are a perfect accompaniment to Chrissy's vocals. The slow moving ballad works to close out this album. I really do enjoy how you mentioned those strings come into the melody about halfway through the song and just really kind of end this album on an explanation point. Yeah. All right, T-Bone. So overall, I'll have to admit that maybe I'm just a casual fan at best for The Pretenders. I've seen them a few times in concert. I think they're opening for other bands. They're not one I'd seek out to go see live. They're kind of just one of those bands. If they're on the radio, I'll listen to it, but I won't seek them out. I think you might be the bigger fan of The Pretenders, maybe. and that could be why we've had some differing opinions on, on this album. But going into this album, I really didn't know what to expect. This, And I actually really kind of enjoyed this album. Was it a perfect album? No. But was it an enjoyable album? Absolutely. This is one that I probably would recommend to anybody who, like myself, is maybe a casual fan of The Pretenders. Not really diehard, but it does mix it up enough, and it is a, an easy listen that makes an enjoyable. I think the album's like maybe 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, it's a quick listen. Yeah, so a quick listen. So I'd still, I'd still recommend this one. All right, you know, and then for me, this is an album of two halves. The first half on this one is outstanding, uh, while the second ha uh, half, despite having some promising potential, really can't hold the same interest. And it's really a shame because the good is that good. I also, Steve, do recommend this album because I think there are a number of tracks that are so are that strong to recommend it. If the band were able to do that caliber on a full album, there's little question they'd have material to rival any of their earlier works. Well, as always, we're in between reviews, so T-Bone, let's uh, bust through some music news. We've got quite good. a bunch to go yes, through today. Yes, we do. So T-Bone, it's been maybe, I think, 20 years since The The last put out some new material, but they just dropped a new song called One Dollar, One Vote. You can find that at the links in the show description. I'd recommend checking that out. I'm really hoping they uh, maybe the start of a new album or some no more music. Oh, it'd be about time. It's been quite quite a while since we've heard anything uh, like a full album from them. Uh, next up, Alarm has a new single called Next.
And uh, we're hoping, we're presuming that there's going to be a new album going along with that. Uh, You know, as we've said on previous episodes, Mike Peters has had problems with his uh, cancer coming back. He did do a video for the song, and he looked like he was in pretty good spirits. So I I have my fingers crossed. And speaking of new music as well, T-Bone, our friends from Palm Ghosts, we did a new music spotlight on them a few episodes ago. They just released a new EP called Cold Spells. Listening to that EP, I found it very enjoyable. I'd actually highlight the tracks Dawn Chorus. And early warning. And if you like, uh, if you like what you hear, check them out. You can find links in our description, or go back to our prior episode and hear uh, the history of the band with the interview with the band themselves. And, you know, we mentioned that Everything But The Girl has a new album coming out on April 21st, which, of course, we'll end up reviewing here after its release. They do have a new single that's been released called Caution to the Wind. And I really like this song. I'm excited to hear what the new album brings. So hopefully it leads us into some good stuff. I hope so. And speaking of some good stuff, Depeche Mode announced they're expanding their tour in the States. The tour kicks off on September 29th in Austin, Texas, and concludes on December 17th in Los Angeles, California. And, uh, you know, our good old friend Morrissey, he has his new album recorded, Without Music, The World Dies. Now, as we've mentioned before, his previous album, Bonfire of the Teenagers, still has not been released. Um, Steve, you mentioned that maybe Capital has it. Uh, Morrissey's putting some stuff out saying he says Capital's holding it hostage. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know, so now we supposedly have two albums from Morrissey that can be released. My question to you, T-Bone, is let's see what comes out first. Yeah, Morrissey's exactly. one of the two Morrissey albums or the Cure album this year. That is a good point. All right, T-Bone, well, let's jump into our second review to close out this episode. And I'm really excited about this artist that we're doing. We're going to be doing the new album from The Wonder Stuff. You'll recognize The Wonder Stuff from their hits, A Wish Away. I Don't let me down gently. And of course, their big hit, The Size of a Cow.
Steve, and I, I my personal favorite is always going to be Astley in the News. Oh, Astley in the News, he hasn't got a use, but he's trying, trying to be someone, trying to take it like a man, if you can sing an old song. Great early songs. Uh, this one is called Better Being Lucky. And this one came out in 2019. Uh, this is their 10th studio album. Uh, this one follows up their 2016 album, 30 Goes Around the Sun, which was a celebration of sorts of the 30 years since the band began. Now, this one has two original members uh, on the al- uh, on this album. We have Miles Hunt, of course, on vocals and guitars, and then also on guitars, Malcolm Treese. In addition, and you know, oftentimes, as with mo- many of these reviews we do, these musicians have been with the band for quite a while. These aren't original members, but Tim Oliver on bass, Peter Howard on drums, Mark Gemini Thwaite on guitars, and something that will be an integral part of this album Erica Knuckles on violin. All right, T-Bone. Well, let's jump into uh, Better Being Lucky and find out what we think of it. Yes. It kicks off with the opening track, Feet to the Flames. When this album starts out very strong with this track, the production, the music, the lyrics, and the vocals are tight. This is a great Wonder Stuff track featuring everything you've come to love from the band. From outstanding lyrics, the iconic violin sound, Miles Hunt's vocals are on point. This is an impact track that you'll remember from the album. Yeah, couldn't agree more with you on this one. This one opens up the album with a great, brisk song. Miles' vocal, you know, his very familiar voice is a strong welcome. And the combination of acoustic guitars, an incredible drum beat, and that violin that you said, you know, they're very familiar elements of the Wonder Stuff and their songs make this a great song to to open up this album. Let's move on to track number two, Lay Down Your Cards. I love how the Wonder Stuff can take the guitars, the percussions, the violins, and work them so well musically. Like you said, that's kind of their iconic sound. This track does feature that music medley that no other band but the Wonder Stuff could pull off. And I actually really did enjoy this track from the lyrics to the tempo to Hunt's vocals that he has a sound all his own that is unmistakably fits with the wonder stuff. Yeah. You know, you like this one just a little bit more than I did. Um, after a strong opening song, this one just feels like a little bit of a letdown to me. The musicianship is great. And I particularly like the plucking strings. Uh, in addition, Miles vocals are great. Just as you mentioned, it just doesn't have a lot of spark to it. And then by no means is it a horrible song. It just isn't one that follows that opening track very well for me. And that's a hard track to follow. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good opening. And that leads us up to the third track, Don't Anyone Dare Give a Damn. Steve, 
this one has fantastic use of bass that works so well with the drum beat. The chorus is pure wonder stuff, and it really recollects those earlier albums. This one's a little bit slower paced, but it isn't hampered by that. And you know, again, that violin is just a great solid touch. And I love the lyric, don't anyone dare give a damn or raise your hand. Don't anyone make like they understand we're all here in the dark. Well, T-Bone, guess what? This is my second favorite track on the album. <laughs> this one is on point from everything you've come to, ex- everything I've come to expect from the Wonder Stuff, and probably our listeners as well. From the tight music medley, the outstanding vocals, the terrific lyrics. In fact, if you enjoyed this track, I'd actually highly recommend checking out the track "Things Can Change" from Mile Hunt's 2022 solo album. As it really kind of sounded like it maybe came from this song, like it was more of like this song was more like a demo version. Mm. It just sounds, it just takes this song and elevates it up to, as Spinal Tap would say, to an 11. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, this is definitely one of the strongest uh, tracks on this album. And that leads us up to the fourth track, No Thieves Among Us. You know, Steve, oddly enough, the highlight of the track for me is the backing vocals, which work really nicely accompanying Miles. In addition, uh, this track does have some decent harder guitars. But beyond that, uh, I really felt that there was little to distinguish this song from so many ar- other artist sounds. And T-Bone, I'm not sure how to put my finger on the tempo of this song, but it works very well. This one again features some tight vocals, some great lyrics, great guitar work, bass, percussions. So far, I'm going to say as a, as a huge Wonder Stuff fan, I'm actually really enjoying these first four tracks. Maybe three out of the four are, are a, lot, a little bit more superior. That second one was good, but not great. I, I'm still enjoying this and glad I'm all along for the ride. So we're kind of on two different levels here. I mean, you're, you're so far you're enjoying the album a little bit more than I am, despite it having some real strong points. Um, but let's see how it continues on the next track. And that would be uh, the title track, Better Being Lucky. You try to it's the human condition takes you where you go You better be lucky Staying out of trouble than to fall in love You better be lucky and Steve, I got to say, sadly, this track is another song that doesn't really shine. I did like Miles' vocal patterns here, which are quite unique, and the drumming and the violin are quite good. But unfortunately, the rest of the instruments are just a tad bit too repetitive. And see, T-Bone, for me, as we get to the title track, it did not disappoint. Hmm. This is one that, I, that worked really well for me. The subtle backing vocals I felt was a nice touch. But I also really liked what pulled me into this is I like the track, how it kind of went into a bit of a musical frenzy. And then kind of went back to normal for Miles Hunt's vocals. So we'll disagree on that one. And that's all right. Uh, that will lead us into the sixth track, Bound. Bound. 
Rebound is actually one of my favorite songs on the album, and it makes a great rebound with this song. Uh, from the opening drum beat and the acoustic guitar, the band returns to great form. It's a fast-paced song, and Miles' vocals are bricks, brisk as well as authentic. He takes control of the song, really making it up his opportunity to stand out. But really, you know, beyond his vocals, the instruments are a formidable match. Listening to this album, I really enjoyed how this track follows up Better Being Lucky, where it kind of matches that pace or tempo. The Wonder Stuff is one of those bands that, to me, I feel don't really have a bad track. They might have some average songs, but not a bad song. And they have a lot of great songs, in my opinion. If you're a fan of their style, I feel that this track will not disappoint you. I agree on that. Let's move on to track number seven, The Little Things. This one I really enjoyed, again, how the guitar and the violin kind of play off each other. This is another track that was an album highlight for me. I enjoyed the lyrics, the musicianship, the pace, and the tempo, and of course, Miles Hunt's vocals. Yeah, you know, you mentioned that violin. It's it's far more prevalent on this track and a great reminder of early Wonder Stuff materials. And while this song does kind of start off on a more measured pace, that tempo you mentioned becomes much faster later on, this, on in this song, and I think it really helps the track. And that leads us up to the eighth, When All of This Is Over. All and all of this is over. Steve, this one has a great pounding drum beat to open the song. The guitar work is exceptional also, and I would probably say some of the best on this album. This is one of those mid-tempo type of tracks on the album, and one that really works, which unfortunately, at least in my opinion, isn't something that could be said for some of the selection of other songs on the album. Well, T-Bone, once again, we're kind of on point, at least for the opening. My notes were this opens with some great use of percussions. But I will say that this is probably my least favorite song on the album. It's not that it's a bad track. I just feel it's not up to the level of execution that we've had, that we've heard on the prior tracks. This one feels like the band is kind of just going through the motions and is lacking the enthusiasm that we've heard on the prior tracks. Which leads us into track number nine, The Guy with the Gift. While you were swimming in oceans, man, I was here on the beach. I love how the use of the acoustic guitar, the violins, and the synth work so well to kind of blend in together to open this track. This album gets back on track, in my opinion, with this song. Again, it features some great lyrics that Miles Hunt's vocals can deliver. I also like how the backing vocals help elevate this song. It's another album highlight for me. Yeah, you know, it's actually one of my favorite songs on the album also. A really beautiful ballad. And I I love the layering of different instruments on this one, especially those violins, which give the song kind of a sense of longingness and sadness. (music) 
This is one of the slower played songs on the album, but it's also one of the most interesting. Incredible guitars come in late to finish the song, and it's it's a perfect addition. I must say, Steve, this song gave me goosebumps. Moving on to track number 10, Let's Not Pretend. Let's not pretend. Again, this is another strong song from The Wonder Stuff. This one features some great bass work. Uh, This review is hard for me as I'm trying to look at each song maybe from a casual fan or a new fan's point of view. But I think most of our listeners would find this album and the song pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't as big a fan on this track as you were. Um, it does have some nice, smaller acoustic flourishes and outstanding bass playing. But unfortunately for me, we're back in familiar territory as a good portion of this album. Uh, great musicianship and strong vocals, including a chorus that is quite good, which I think are the strengths of the album, but not enough to make this track more interesting. And that leads us up to the final track on the album, number 11, Maps and Direction. I don't tend to notice what goes on here more than I affect to change So the band closes things out with another slow song. It's the longest track on the album at just over six minutes, but on a positive note, it's well-produced and played to the point that it never grows uh, tiring. For such a mixed bag of satisfying and just okay songs from this album, I think this one does a pretty good job. The intro to the song actually is one that really, with headphones on, you can pick up all the different uh, instruments used, including a little bit of chimes. In fact, the vocals don't even pick up for probably two and a half minutes into the song. (laughs) This track is one that I feel it's each member of the band stand out and shine, and it was a great way to close out the album. So, Steve, I think we're going to end this off with a difference of opinion. Um, as a huge fan of the first three albums, the eight-legged groove machine, Hup, and Never Loved Elvis, I hate to say it that this album I just found a huge disappointment. Just as with most albums we've reviewed, the musicianship isn't the issue. It's a cohesive balance that's the real problem. This album is missing that. So I can't really recommend this album. It just isn't enough. I think its biggest flaws are it's it's missing that overt sarcasm of their earlier works. If you aren't familiar with the Wonder Stuff, I'd highly suggest looking into the albums I mentioned. I think that long-term fans of the of the band, which I include myself, just won't find enough to be that to make this one worth it. I hate sounding too harsh as I did like parts of the album, but as a whole, I, I just found it too weak. And CT Bone, I would say that the album Never Loved Elvis is probably in my top 10 essential albums of incredible time. Absolutely. Um, I was thrilled to find out we were finally going to make room in the schedule to do the wonder stuff. And yeah, I kind of got to admit, I wish they would have put out another new album because this one was a good album, but it's not a great album. Their one 2016 was a great album. Yeah. That 30 uh, goes around the sun. Uh, If you're going to go with a newer album, go with that one. That said, I really did enjoy this album overall, and I would recommend it to maybe more than a casual fan of the Wonder Stuff. If you're getting into them and you like a little bit what you've heard, go back and pick up Never Loved Elvis and take it from there. Uh, but the bottom line for me, like I kind of said, this album's not the best from the Wonder Stuff. It's it's a good album, but a good album from a Wonder Stuff is better than some of the be- mediocre albums we've heard from some of the other artists. Good point. I'd rank this probably in the middle of the Wonder Stuff's discography. 
Well, you know, then maybe we're not too far off on on each other's feelings about this album because I would probably say about the same thing. Yeah, if there's enough demand, or if this episode does pretty well, or if our listeners want to, we may have to go and revisit Mile Hunt's last solo album. That's where the passion really went to, and where you can kind of feel the vibes of the what you really liked of the Wonder stuff. Not a bad idea. Well, great, Steve. Okay, so we are done with this episode. So let's talk about what's coming up on our next one. We are going to be looking at the newest album from the church, Hypnagogue. We've talked about it a number of times over the past the past few episodes, and, and that album has been released, and it's time to go with it. And then we'll also be looking at Night Crickets. What are Night Crickets, t yeah, You know, I, I would have said that myself, but this is a side project from David J. of uh, Love and Rockets and Bauhaus and Victor Delonzo of The Violent Femmes. And uh, yeah, Night Crickets. Uh, we will find out if it uh, is a worthy addition to the podcast. Looking forward to that. And as always, you guys can always follow us on social media. Just pretty much look up New Wave Music Podcast anywhere, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, we're all over the place. Right. And then, of course, don't forget, you can always email us at newwavemusicpodcast at yahoo.com. Uh, we would love to hear your ideas of albums that we could review, newer or, or somewhat new New Wave albums uh, from those core artists. And uh, we really appreciate you listening. Have a great time. Mm-hmm.